Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a multidimensional energy light worker. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've always dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun and let's get started right now. Today, I want to talk about joy. Joy is a key to living a limitless life. Joy, by definition, can mean a couple different things, at least to me. There's the definition that's in the uh, dictionary that talks about bliss, delighted wonder. There's also the kind of joy that is, it's like explosive. You feel it way deeper than happy, but it's not just bliss. It's like in your face, feeling amazing. And that's usually triggered by something that's happened for you, something that causes you to have this amazing excitement, this joy. Sometimes it's when your team wins the Super Bowl or something, but sometimes it's finding out you got a job, finding out that you have the baby due, finding out different things like that. Know it's deeper than happy. And if you know me, you know that joy has intrigued me for quite some time. Not only is it in my business name, Connect to Joy, and therefore my website name, it's also my blog, Thoughts for a More Joyous World, and it's also the Joy Corner on YouTube. So you could say, I'm kind of a joy aficionado. I love it. It's something that when you feel it, you want it again. Happy seems to be more externally controlled. It's something that you feel like something happens and you laugh or you feel kind of just happy and you're going along and life is good. But the joy is this deeper feeling. The explosive kind of joy is usually momentary. It might last a little bit, but not very long. But when it comes to the deeper bliss and delighted wonder that they're talking about in the dictionary, those things normally, they're more inner directed. They're things that you feel on your own that maybe starts from something else, but you continue it inside of you even after what maybe started the joy is not even apropos anymore. It doesn't really affect you anymore. And again, like last week when I talked about children, they definitely show joy. They go crazy. They have so much fun. They're screaming and yelling and enjoying themselves until they maybe grow out of it or they shift their joy to something else. When they start being more, in quotes, maybe realistic, and they stop playing as much, that's when the joy seems to kind of shift. And some people, when you see them and you meet them as adults, you wonder if they've ever really known joy because they seem so not only serious, but sometimes so down. I know joy because of a number of reasons. One of them was one of those stabbing feelings. So let me give you an example so that you know what this might feel like. I do theater, as I'm not afraid to tell people. I have for years, sometimes more than others. And there was one show that I thought I might audition for. I didn't know at all when I was around 23. And somebody got me to listen to the music because I'm a singer-dancer then. And I fell madly in love with the show. I loved it so much that getting this part in the play 
meant the world to me. So when I auditioned and I lost my voice in the middle of singing, just because I tensed up so much, I totally blew it. And I didn't think I'd get called back. I went home, I cried. And when we try things, don't we do that? Sometimes we tense ourselves up and it's like an interview process or something. And we think, oh my God, I did so bad. But the person who was directing the show called me back because she knew me and she said, you did a bad job, but I know you. Come back, do better. And I did. The second interview in a theater show is called a callback. And so I came, I sang from the show, I acted from the show. I did a great job in my own mind, but I didn't get the role. And that depth of pain, when you put your heart on something sometimes, can really get you. It really can be difficult. When I calmed down, took me all day, which never had happened before. I usually get over things pretty quick. But when you really want something and it doesn't happen, I cried and cried and couldn't believe it. I couldn't understand why I was crying so hard. And it hurt, physically hurt. And I finally got calm and I said, okay, I'm fine. I'm actually going to do this show someday, but I'm fine. Well, the minute I did that, I got a call offering me the role because the first person couldn't do it. And that joy that I was talking about, that joy that hits you really hard because of an outside source, I was beside myself. I jumped up and down. I was living with my parents at the time. And I screamed out, I got the role. I got the part. I got the part. And I ran down the long hallway to my room and I heard one person clapping of my parents, of the two parents, just one was clapping. And looking back on it, if you're old enough to remember laughing, at the end, there was always one person clapping. And that's what it sounded like. But that feeling of joy lasted as I raced to my room to change my clothes out of my pajamas and to get over to rehearsal, because the first rehearsal was there immediately. I just felt this feeling through my body. It was like beside myself. I was so, all my, my body was fizzing with energy and happiness. But it was so deep. And it was a feeling that I hadn't had before then because I'd gotten a lot of other roles, but nothing like that feeling. So that's the kind of thing I was talking about when it comes to the externally triggered one. There was also the kind that you can have for a whole day, but you need to make sometimes a decision on that. Because when I went through my wedding, now I grant you, I'm divorced. The marriage didn't work out, but the wedding was amazing. It was the best. And I will never regret that. But I decided because I had heard if you don't really pay attention, you may not remember what happened. And I thought, no, 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 I took way too much effort. It's caused way too much. I'm going to remember every moment. And that decision to kind of stay in the joy of the day made me feel like I was more fully present in that joy. So you can make those kind of decisions. You can decide you know, to remember, to feel through the entire day to feel through an experience from a place not of disconnect, but a place of living kind of in that joy and allowing everything to feed into that joy that happens. And it was an amazing day. I mean, I was easily able to talk to everybody. It wasn't like I was locked in or anything to, I can't talk, I need to stay in this place. I was just there soaking it in and enjoying each moment that I spent with everyone. So that's sort of in the middle between instantaneous outer and making the decision, but it wasn't so deep that it was bliss or delighted wonder. The time that I got to bliss and delighted wonder to show you the third type of joy, at least that I've experienced and that I know, some people reach through meditation. They reach it by being out in the environment. For me, I went to a workshop. Well, I was doing a lot of workshops for a while there. 
by Star's Edge. And they're known for their avatar and their wizard courses. And mine was the Integrity Workshop. It's where you went and you looked at the different areas of your life and you saw if you were acting in integrity or not. A lot of people found they were trying to control situations or trying to be right. And by the time you worked through all this stuff and you got to the end of the intensive, which I think it was a week, but it might have been a long weekend, felt like a week. When I was done, I was walking around with my mind being totally blank. And I have to tell you, most of the ladies I've talked to, including my clients, have said that they agree with this, but it's not obviously 100%. But especially gentlemen, if you're listening to me, if a woman is talking incredibly quickly, it's because her mind is three steps ahead and she can't catch up. So her mind is onto three different ideas and she's trying to make her mouth spit out the ideas fast enough to keep up. So it may not always make sense because sometimes you have to stop one thought and shift to the next. And I just want to warn you about that because literally... It happens to the best of us. However, when you're doing and thinking about being in joy, you may find that when you get deep, like when I went to this integrity workshop, my mind stopped thinking. It just stopped. It was like I was aware, I was walking around, and each thing I saw, I felt connected to at some kind of deep, odd state. I was in awe of everything around me. I felt this bliss and this wonder that they're talking about. And I not only had it at that moment, but I carried it with me for weeks. And I know the world got to me. I let some of it go, but I knew what it felt like. I knew how to carry it for a while. And I want you to think about this moments of bliss maybe that you have felt in your life. Where are the moments of joy that you felt? Whether it was the time someone asked you to marry them or that joy moment might've been winning a game or whatever that feeling was, feel into it now. Feel where in your body it was. Did it blossom inside you and rise up? Did you feel like yelling and screaming? Or did you feel that deeper, intense feeling of joy, which usually has a bit of awe in it, peace, kind of some bliss, delight. It has all those things kind of wrapped up together. How did it feel in your body? I feel the most joy when... You might want to write some of those ideas down because that will give you something to work on when in the next segment, we talk about the tool, the exercise that I'm going to give you. But in the meantime, I want to ask you what might seem like a strange question. Do you want joy in your life? Do you want joy? Honestly, because it will shift who you are in depth. Once you feel it and you feel it for more than a split second, you'll want more. You'll get probably addicted to it. And it's one of those addictions that is really cool to have, but it's a choice. And so part of this question is, what is your go-to emotion? How are you when you are part of the world? Are you normally cranky? Are you one that complains all the time? Angry at the world? Do you blame other people? Are you pretty peaceful and fairly happy? Or do you feel like there's just not enough and you just feel uncomfortable with your life? What's your go-to emotion when nothing is really happening that sets you off? Can you answer that? I seem to be fairly peaceful. I seem to feel personally, if I fill it with too many things like TV and things, sometimes I get a little out of sorts because it feels like it's not part of who I am. But generally, I'd say I'm pretty good until I let outside circumstances get to me. How are you? What is your go-to feeling? 
because sometimes we have one that's overpowering that really keeps the joy away. And look at yourself, please, without judgment. Don't say something horrible to yourself because you feel like you're not good enough or something or you're reacting in a poor way. Just feel like you're okay. But look at yourself. And now sometimes you're going to look at yourself and see your outer world and how you react to people and your inner world are a little different. So let's start with how you react to people and situations and what people see. This is something that will help you see if you're holding joy away from you, if you're keeping it at bay. But sometimes we're not quite sure we can see how people are responding to us. So if you're looking at the world and wondering how you appear to other people, you may know or you may not. You know what you're feeling inside most of the time, but you may not know what other people are seeing. If you have a best friend or someone that you can go to to ask them, be very careful if you ask somebody. Because if you tell them, I just really need to know how I come off to the world. If they tell you and they go, you're going to be really mad at me. I don't want to tell you. And they're thinking, oh, I don't know. And you promise them, I promise not to get mad at you if you say something that's going to hurt my feelings. I know it's possible. I don't know how I come off to the world. I need you to somebody to tell me. But if you tell them, don't worry, I won't react badly to you, make sure you don't react badly to you or they won't trust you again. You need to be able to hear what it is they say. When you feel that you've gotten them to okay the fact that they're you know willing to talk to you, If they say something that hurts your feelings, hold everything you can back. Don't react with nastiness or with judgment back to them. Don't be self-defensive. Don't be defensive. Just say, okay, well, that hurt. I was right. And then ask them for an example. If you totally don't believe them, ask for an example. Say, so, wow, that, I didn't really want to act like that. That's not how I wanted to come across. Obviously, that's bad. Can you give me an example? What happens? Because if you don't know what you're doing, you can't shift and change it or adjust it. Because if you're not feeling it inside, but you're coming it off in a nasty way, or people think you're mean, or you're you're complaining all the time, and you don't feel like you are inside, you need to hear from an outside source what it is. And if they can't give you an example right then and there, ask them to stop you the next time you're doing it and say, or give you a high sign. That's it. That's the time. So you're aware because we all have these blocks. As I will continue to talk about this time, I'm talking about blocks that feel like you don't deserve to have joy. And if you look at your inside, not just how people perceive you, but how you feel on the inside, you may find that you don't feel like you deserve joy. You feel like you're not important or less than, or just unattractive or you feel like this big ego other people see, you're feeling very insecure inside. Perhaps you're blowing up who you are on the outside because inside you need people to tell you that you have value. There are big shifts between what people see, that there's a big dichotomy and a a huge difference between what's on the outside and people see and what's on the inside for some people. If you're one of those people, be aware that's when you're totally uncomfortable and unhappy with yourself. If you can shift into finding more joy and more comfort in who you are, that giant difference will start disappearing. You'll be able to be more honest with yourself and with everyone around you. So knowing that even if joy is a new concept for you, know that it doesn't have to be something you feel you don't deserve. 
you can feel that deeper than happy, that peaceful, wonderful feeling if you want. I want to give you the next step here. I know we're going to be talking about this exercise and how to go about doing this joy, how to bring it more into your life in the next segment. But right now, I want you to do what some people do all the time. Compartmentalize your life. Look at each section of your life. So look at your career and then separate that from your family, your love life, your finances. Look at each one of these areas. I don't know too many people that find their finances to be a joy, but what if it was? Wow, that would mean things were what? They were in good shape. You felt like you were having no problem that things were going up with your investments. Whatever it means, at least it wouldn't be worry, right? But look at each one and figure out how you feel about your career. Is there any joy in your career at all? Do you have any enjoyment from it? Without even looking at the word joy alone, do you like what you're doing? Do you have any moments of joy in your career? Is there any joy in your family life? I hope so. But is there any? And if there is, who in that family life is the one that brings you joy? When does it happen? Just start thinking through this. You don't need to do anything about this right now. But I want you to really start connecting to how you feel about different areas of your life. How is your your love life specifically? Is there any joy in that? Do you have one? And then how do you feel about it? Do you find any joy connected to any of these things? Because I'm going to want you to target one of them so you can start bringing more joy to it. And you're going to find a baby step that will move you toward that joy. So when we work on the exercise, I'm going to want you to work on it towards one area of your life so you can find that baby step so that you can start shifting and have more peace, more joy, more excitement about that one area of your life. Whatever it is, pick it out now so that you have a chance to be ready to move forward with the exercise that I'm going to bring to you. I know I have some of my clients ask me, can you really remove the blocks that stop you from doing the things that you want? And I'll tell you this, yes, absolutely, 100%, you can move them. You can remove them. You just have to be ready and willing to make the steps that whatever it is you need to do. And as I will say many times, the steps don't have to be hard. A lot of times it depends on your belief and whether they will be difficult or not. And if you can't figure out what your blocks are in anything you're working towards, whether it's joy or something else, just know that you can, if you're paying attention, things will start becoming clearer. If you're looking at it going, why do I hate my job? The hating moments will come more obvious. You'll understand why you don't like it. So we're going to be working on these exercises. And by doing that, you're going to be able to take those steps and understand where you want to be. It's a two-part exercise, all about being able to have more joy in your life. So once we talk about what it is, and then when we try and do it, I'm going to ask you to find that one targeted area you want to work on so you can think of that when we work through it. The first two steps, and the first part, has to do with remembering that time you felt joy. Wherever it is, you're going to feel into it. Figure out what it feels like, where you feel it in your body, whether it was an instantaneous burst of excitement or whether it was that deep 
joyful moment of awe and wonder, whatever that feeling was, you're going to feel into it. And then the second part of the first part is to practice the joy every day. This can be really fun because you're just going to take like 30 seconds or a minute at the most and feel what that feels like and live in that joy. It's not really difficult and it's not something you need to remember to do. You can do it right before you go to bed if you want. Although sometimes if you do the excitement kind of joy, you might wake up. So you might want to do that at lunch or in the morning in the shower instead of right before you go to bed. If your joy moment is that deep joy right before you go to bed, works usually pretty well. So let's go over those first two steps. Remember the time that you felt joy, whether it's the first time you saw your baby take a step when someone asked you to marry them, whether it's, like I said, that sports win that you helped that instantaneous, yeah, kind of feeling, or whatever it might be that maybe looking at a waterfall or at a sunset gave you that deeper, peaceful, joyful feeling. Maybe that's what it is. Whatever moment you had, remember it. And then when you remember it, feel it into your body and see what that feels like for you. Did it feel like an explosion inside your being of joy? Or did it just quiet your mind? Did it feel deep into your being? Did it feel almost like an effervescent, like a bubbling champagne in your cells? What did it feel like? Once you have that, in whichever joy moment you chose, then try and sustain it. Set your timer on your phone for 30 seconds. Set it for 15 if you have a hard time, and then extend it out to 30. You can extend it as long as you want. You can have that moment for a minute or two if you think you can handle it. Although a minute or two can be pretty long when you aren't really used to holding on to that kind of feeling. So practice that joy. Feel it inside of you. And then when you kind of maybe don't feel as much joy over that one particular moment because you feel like you maybe overused it if that happens, and it doesn't always happen, so don't feel like you're ruining that moment, you can go to a different feeling, a different time that you felt joy. Or you can just keep constantly using different ones if you felt enough. Or go from one to the second one to the third one and back to the first one again, just so that you feel that joy, whatever that moment was, and then practice it for at least 30 seconds to get used to that feeling. So those are the first two steps and the first half, which has to do just with joy. The second half, steps three and four, have to do with what takes away your joy. Because you can't forget that. What takes away your joy can be anything from just getting busy you have to go do something, your priorities shift. It's like, no, I know I have to concentrate on work. I have a project and blah, blah, blah. And it's not something necessarily that you want to even think about putting joy into, even though it would be better if you did in your mind. Who has the time? You got to focus. You have to go deal with the carpool. You have to go take care of whatever it is you're taking care of. Or the angry moments come up. All those other emotions get in your way that you aren't used to necessarily pushing aside to feel joy. So what are those things and those moments that come up that takes away your joy, that makes you sad or busy or angry? What are those things? You may not be able to answer that now because you may not know. You may know generally that, yeah, I know at work I get really busy or wherever it is and whatever happens. If you're aware of what you want to do, when those moments happen and you find yourself stuck in an anger moment or something, if you're there long enough, at some point, hopefully you'll think, oh, yeah, that took away my joy. What was that? 
what got me started in this sad moment or this angry moment or whatever it was that shifted you away? Because you can feel a peace and a joy all the time, deep inside. And I do literally mean all the time because the things that on the surface don't bother you as much. But first, you need to be aware of what you allow to get to you. And the fourth part of this is to choose a couple of these incidents. So when you see what it is that sets off your change. So if you're focusing on a part of your life, like your home life, and you see that what takes away your joy is an angry child or having to do the laundry when you're not feeling happy about it, or gardening, or something around the house. The things in the fourth step are to choose a couple of these incidents that take away your joy, and not just the anger, but what creates it. The boredom. What creates that boredom? It's not just the emotion. It's the reason behind it. Take it. So, for example, if it's the gardening, can you dump that? Can you not do it? If there's something that bothers you, is it something that you can just let it go? Don't ever have to do it again. Just dump it. There are too many of those, but there are things like cleaning out your closet. Not going to do it. And it always goes to the bottom of your list. Those are the kind of things because you really have zero interest in because they take away your joy. It's not something you like to do. You can not only dump it, you might be able to delegate it. The second piece of that. So if you want to delegate it, you're going to be looking at a couple of different options. Can you hire somebody? I have a housekeeper. She only comes in once a month. I don't like to clean. I am thrilled. I mean, thrilled that she does most of it. You could do that if you hate to clean. It always felt like a waste of time. You get it dirty again anyway. But when someone else does it, it's fabulous. Perhaps you have a big garden and you hate doing half of it, but you love part of it. Can you hire a gardener? Or perhaps your spouse or significant other loves part of it and you can swap them or they do part of it and you do the other part. Or maybe if they still have them, you give your children allowances, if the people do that still, for doing specific jobs you hate. You take some of them back, maybe if they do a lot, and give them other ones and say, okay, this is your new job. You need to learn all of the stuff around the house. You get this new job and you delegate it to them. There's lots of options for delegation. And it feels really good when you allow that to happen. But if you delegate it, try not to be overly picky on how they do it the first couple of times. You can give suggestions, but don't. If you hire somebody, it's different. But if you're having somebody do it that niggers their child or your spouse, you may not want to overboss them around about how they're doing it until they get into it a little more. Because if you don't want it back, you don't want it back. The other thing you can do if you have trouble is to interrupt it. If you hate to do it, you can set a timer for a break and then do it for five minutes, do it for 10 minutes, set a timer if you hate it. For me, I get a really good focus and I keep going, going, going until something's done because I don't want to hit a break because then I won't go back to it. So it depends on who you are. But what I will do, while I don't have to clean that much anymore, I still need to do things like cooking, which isn't my favorite necessarily. So maybe I'll turn on some music. And I'll dance around the kitchen while I'm doing it. Or I'll sing at the top of my lungs. I have a condo, so I have to be a little careful. But since I'm a singer, at least I'm not off key. And I choose to do those sorts of things. Whatever it is that makes you not take away your joy when you're doing it or being around someone. Maybe the dump it part could be a relative that you don't see very often. And you can sort of let them go a little bit more. Or a friend that's not really a friend who takes away your joy because they seem to suck the life out of you. 
And there's always a few of those kind of friends who seem like they are. But when you think about it, you try and avoid their phone calls. So look at that part of your life. Realize as you get through it and you start living it, what changes your focus? What takes away your joy? Choose whatever things they are that take away your joy. Decide if you can let it go, dump it, let go of the person, of the thing that it is, or the situation. If you can delegate whatever it may be to a person that you pay or a relative, a friend, a child, a spouse, or if you can set a timer so you don't have to do it for three hours, or shift your focus and shake it up a little with maybe dancing or singing while you're doing what you're doing, find something you enjoy to do at the same time. It will make things so much easier. What I'm going to be doing is going ahead and asking you to think on these tools, this exercise. Make sure that you look at those things that take away your joy if you can and see how you can release, how you can let go by either dumbing it, delegating it, interrupting it, or shaking it up. Because these are things that will help you connect back with your joy. And we've talked about the two different kinds of joy, at least that I've experienced, the kind that's that spontaneous outburst of joy that doesn't usually last all that long. And then that bliss, that delighted wonder and awe that's deeper. It's deeper than happy and it moves you at depth. And then there's a few things kind of in the middle that you find isn't all the way down to that deep bliss. Because if your mind goes quiet, it's really deep. At least if your mind usually isn't quiet. If it's usually quiet, then it's a different ball of wax. But you can tell, you can feel it. You can feel that bliss and that awe when you're truly deeply into joy. And I know we've seen children that run around, watch them the next time. Be aware that as you watch them, that they are jumping around and enjoying life and you can see the joy in them. Even while maybe you're thinking, ah, don't do that. Don't run into this. Don't knock that over. But be aware of what they're doing and how they do it full tilt because joy is part of who they are if they're in a healthy relationship family-wise. I'm really familiar with joy. And as I said, I use it for everything. I use it for my blog name. I use it for my one of my YouTube groups with the Joy Corner, as well as my business name. So I know how important this is. I know that releasing the fears and the angers and all those things that stop us from having joy makes a huge difference. And if you can be aware of those moments you have already felt joy and you can feel what it was like in your body, you'll be able to realize that it's something that you want again, that maybe you might become addicted to it like kind of like I am. It's something that I don't necessarily want to relive, but I want to live again that feeling to create my life so that I have those types of moments. And if you can't think of a moment where you felt joy ever, find the happy moment because there must have been at least a couple of happy moments and allow yourself to feel into those. Feel what that happiness felt like. Feel it in your body and then imagine it going deeper. Imagine it growing more and more through your being so that even though joy wasn't part of you, if you thought about it, maybe it was closer than what you thought. And when you're looking at your outer self and how you're reacting to people and what's out there, make sure you're doing that without judgment of yourself. Just being aware of what happens and then deciding if you like it or not is big. You don't need to say, oh, I'm horrible. Look what I'm doing. 
even if it's not the best. When you become aware, if you think you were mean or nasty, you can always apologize. You can always say something, but you don't need to beat yourself up and say, I'm an awful person to say, wow, that, that was a time I could have made a better choice. I don't like that part about me. So this is something I'm going to need to deal with. You don't have to hate yourself. You just need to say, okay, this isn't my best way of acting. This is something I'd like to change. And just start doing it. And if you ask your friend, remember I told you, don't jump down their throat if they tell you something that hurts your feelings. Be aware and just tell them, hey, tell me when. When I do, did that in your remembrance, or if you can't remember specifically, stop me the next time I do it. I want to know. I don't want to appear to be like that when the inside of me is not that way, if that's the case. And then when you look at your inside, See how you really are feeling in your inner world. If you complain and blame other people all the time, do you do that inside too? Or is it that you're feeling scared? You're feeling unsure of yourself on the inside. And so that's your reaction. Change the inside. And the outside will shift as well as you move along. And just know that you are deserving of joy. Even if it's a new concept for you, you can have and be whatever you want, which I'll say over and over again, because you do deserve every wonderful thing. And joy is one of those, believe me, wonderful things about being a human. We can feel that love. We can feel that joy. And when we allow ourselves to raise up to those feelings and those amazing connections we have, that's when our life starts shifting. If you need to compartmentalize your life in order to look for the joy and see where you have it and where you don't, by all means, give that a shot because I want to make sure that you allow yourself to do that, that you look at each different part of your life to see where the joy is and take those baby steps that you need to move forward. Please be honest with yourself whenever you're working on something. Sometimes we hide things from ourselves. So we don't actually realize that we are a certain way until we get an aha moment and go, oh my God, I've been doing what? I didn't know I believed that way. That's, that's really shocking. I had no idea. These things happen. We're really good at hiding our fears from ourselves sometimes, but it comes off and it attacks every part of our lives. So look at what the blocks are to joy. It'll be a step in the right directions. Don't be afraid to be honest with yourself. Because it can only lead to growth and more joy and being in a better place. And I truly believe you can remove whatever blocks you need to in order to be that person that you want to be, whoever that is. Remember the exercise we went through? The four steps with a two-parter. First part is remembering the joy you felt and to feel into it. Feel what part of your body was connected to it. And then to practice that joy every day. Trying to work up to 30 seconds because it will really help you. And then of course, the other half was to find what takes away your joy, what changes your focus from being in that happy place, in that joyful place. And then pick one or two, dump it, delegate it, interrupt it maybe with a timer or shift your focus while you're doing it. Dance, sing, whatever you want to do. So those are the four parts to that exercise. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, 
Or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be, gonna be a good, good day, yeah.